Unscripted is brought to you by Cielo Acai Cafe in Roseville. Acai is a berry found in the Brazilian Amazon. It is a superfood and an antioxidant as well. Cielo serves acai in delicious bowls and smoothies, and they also offer vegetarian and vegan food as well. They brew temple coffee and offer a relaxing atmosphere to enjoy their healthy treats. We're also brought to you by Isak BJJ, your host Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy, where we believe in Jiu-Jitsu for everybody. That means we foster a positive and inclusive environment so that everybody feels welcome to come and discover a stronger version of themselves. Don't wait for the new year for a new you. Join the fun today at Isak BJJ. You'll have fun, make new friends, and learn how to defend yourself too. I'll see you there. Pedro, Carl, welcome on. Uh, thank you. Um, Thanks for having us again. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit since you guys both just got blacked. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I just thought there, there's not um, too many times that that happens where, like, you know, two like really good buddies um, get promoted to black belt together. So I thought that was kind of special. I thought it'd be kind of cool to 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 bring you guys on. And uh, Carl, I've been meaning to bring you on for a while. So it's like, Thanks. you know, um, so yeah. How are you guys doing? Good, really good, really good. Pretty fun. It's nice having this target on my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel Do you feel that way? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, get a lot more people trying to heel hook me, so that's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm. Sort of. <laughs> Were people waiting before? <laughs> oh, everyone's trying to heel hook me now. Uh, it's even more so. Like everyone and the mom is trying to heel hook me. So, yeah. Like yeah, just yeah. grabbing something, someone dives in on a heel hook. I'm like, dude, I'm literally not rolling right now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny with those. It's funny with those heel hooks. Like, mm -hmm. um, I taught my I taught my students like one knee bar because they've all been like, show us a leg lock. So I showed like one knee bar from. Kind of like from half guard, mm -hmm. you like sweep with like a like a technical stand up, like from koala guard, mm -hmm. technical stand up. You sweep that ankle out from under him, yeah. and just sit on that ankle. Figure four, knee mm -hmm. bar, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I, but you know, I regret even that. I regret even that because now, like, none of them are passing guard. They're just sitting there trying to like crank on each other's knees. I'm like, oh my god, god, like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing there. You know, like kind of unleashing <laughs> unleashing the beast of. <laughs> you know of uh of, of the knee bars and the leg lock game on, on these white belts i should you know i should have told them like i'll show you so you know but mm -hmm. don't do it but they're still doing you know they're still doing it you know yeah it's uh one of them problems when i was a uh, blue belt it was uh i was obsessed with legs mm -hmm. i was so obsessed that i actually forgot how to pass open card because <laughs> you just fall back for like you're like oh it's there why do i need a pass when i can just fall back but man, uh, if if they if you set up like days, like if you train five days a week and you do like two days just attacking legs and the other three do normal jujitsu and don't touch a leg even if it's there, then it's yeah. you don't get those weird awkwardness where they're just diving for each other's legs forever. Yeah, yeah. Like we have one, we have one white belt, Kelvin. This is for you. It's like I told him, like I told him, like I want you to really focus on passing guard. Mm -hmm. So the only way you're allowed to do and no leg lock. You're only allowed to do ankle locks. And the only way you're allowed to do that mm -hmm. is if they put their foot in there for you. Like, you are not allowed to seek it out. But at the same time, if they put their foot there for you, <laughs> you know, go go ahead. But you're certainly not allowed to sit down for it. 
Mm. Like, stay upright for now. Focus on passing guard. But if you guys are both down and they put their foot down, oh, oh, okay, go, it's go like ahead. It's like a leg lock hall pass, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you okay, know, go, go, go ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and now it's like almost like every class. I was like, God damn it, Kelvin. Like I told you like not to do leg locks. He's like, what? He put his foot there. He put his, his foot was, I was like, he didn't put his foot there. You put his foot there. You sat down. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be passing guard, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, no, it's interesting because like from a, from a self-defense standpoint, like if you think about, okay, so like, why do you pa- like, man, I feel like passing guard is like a, almost as the closest we get to wrestling in jujitsu where it's like, you have to like get those two legs and like deal with them. Like, yeah. oftentimes you have to like wrestle, you know, wrestle, or you kind of have to trick them and kind of think that you make them think you're going to the right and you actually step left. But a mm-hmm. lot of times you have to like pin their hips down, you know, sit on their knees, immobilize them and just kind of wrestle your way. And that's like the, the closest we get to like really like, you know, like clinching, like body on body grappling and like, no, you know, no surprise. No one wants to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's um, a lot more we, grit too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, it's not pleasant until you get good at it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so satisfying when you finally pass, right? Yeah. That's why I'm glad that at first, and I think you might attest to this, at least at CO Police, and when we first started, it's like Andre wouldn't let you do footlocks. I think you, you weren't allowed to do it until you were a blue belt even. Yeah, no, he didn't fuck with that. And yeah, I think that that was beneficial to me because I learned how to play without doing it. And then now it's like I can set you off. And then it's like when I see a foot, I'll grab it. And it's weird to have people ask me, oh, teach me footlock. You're so good at them. It's like, well, I'm not really that good at them. But yeah. I just yeah, yeah. get you going. And then if you just leave your foot there, I'm just going to grab it, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I have to, I have to uh, debate with you on that point. Your toe holds are quite good. Like you have, I never. That's what I'm saying. I never. I I didn't work <laughs> on any of that until my seventh year deep in jujitsu. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like may, maybe six years. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and then I went to Pacific Martial Arts in mm-hmm. in El Fresno too, and there wasn't a lot of footlocks. And Terry Maxwell didn't do a lot of footlocks either. You know? Mm-hmm. Those really traditional jujitsu guys aren't, aren't fucking mm-hmm. with it. You know? Mm-hmm. Not to you know nothing but respect to Terry, but um. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like the new school guys that are that are that are really like you know, like really sitting down and exploring those positions. Yeah, but too. but you you know you give up you give something up for that, right? Because you are sitting you are sitting down. I mean, you definitely like, give up two points if you're doing it at a tournament, right? And if mm-hmm. you're in a street scenario, what if they stand up and just clock you in the <laughs> face, right? You know, yeah. I always oh, say man. like with the, I always say like with the street jitsu, you have to be aware of like the homie stomp out. Yeah, and, like anytime you put like your butt on the ground. And like you're, 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 I mean, you're essentially immobilizing yourself and you're saying, okay, I'm, I'm, um, I'm assuming this guy doesn't have a friend. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm not going to get the home, you know, it's assumption. yeah, it's a big, yeah. that's a big assumption. And for all of you that are saying, for all of you out there, I can hear you saying it. You know, like, well, Paulo Meow could still defend himself in the streets. Well, one, I'm not sure, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be able to ninety nine percent of the yeah no, he, yeah no he definitely could he definitely could but that is like um, God what did they say like a like a logical fallacy right mm-hmm. still effective does not equal most effective I agree mm-hmm. you know just because it's still effective doesn't mean it's most effective right and he's like, a world class athlete so he can probably do anything to you make you look like a clown right yeah, it's not like yeah, you can yeah. teach like our white belts to do it right yeah. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean. Yeah, that's also that's a that good point. Send him up for failure. Yeah, right? that doesn't mean like it's a great flat point. on her hips. Ah, oh no, mm-hmm. I broke my nose, coach. You taught me to do this. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. 
Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, for that reason, like that at ESAC BJJ, about 30% of our curriculum is standing. Nice. Thank which you. is That's awesome. Maybe, nice. you know, maybe, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I'm actually interested in getting your guys' uh, perspective. It seems like on you're them. growing it really fast, too. It looks, mm-hmm. I mean, only what I see on Facebook and yeah. the videos you post, it looks looks good. You got a lot of people on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cool. so that promotional video that we did, I was like, I, I told everyone, I was like, hey, guys, come on in because, you know, we're mm-hmm. um, we're shooting a video. So, so some of those folks, you know, but we're the goal was to get to 20 students. I'm, I'm at 20, and I'm nice. kind of cresting a little bit above nice. that. So cool. it's not like a straight dollars for hours but you know what, it, what seems to happen is every time that i add a student someone someone drops off you know uh, so plus um, one minus one type stuff yeah, yeah. it was like plus two minus two and it's like oh yeah. my goodness you know and then like mm-hmm. you get these college kids you get these college kids you know you get these college <laughs> kids who are like well you know december you know well i gotta go home can i start can I, you know can i can i come back on the rolls in january or whatever and it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's fine. Like, I get it. Like, money was short for me in college, too. But I also kind of want to say, like, you know, have some honor, guys. Like, this, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like, it, you know, I don't know. It's like, like I'll take my, my example of Ultimate Fitness, right? I've been mm-hmm. at Ultimate Fitness for nine years. Mm-hmm. St- steady paying dues at 150. I mean, they almost have $10,000 of my money. Oh. They clo- <laughs> they're, they're close to it. They're close to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through some personal turbulence in my my boss had lost their job and I had lost my job as a consequence. Mm-hmm. I reached out to, I reached out to Dave Rowan and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going through this. And Dave was like, Oh man, you've been on the rolls for seven years, man. You need, you need to take, you know, like you need to pause your membership. He's like, don't even worry about pausing your membership. Just, just keep training and, you know, square up, you know, we know you're, yeah. you know, we've built up a relationship, you know what I mean? Like based in like honor and trust, you know what I mean? Like, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I not once was I like, Oh, I'm t- you know, I'm taking spring break off. So can I pay you 75% of this month, you know, cause I'm taking off one week of the month. I was yeah. like, come on guys, have some honor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Or it makes a lot of sense, dude. Like, or am I being like unreasonable? No, it's perfectly reasonable, dude. Like a lot of times when people are like, Oh, they're trying to find ways to cut uh, funds and stuff like that. Next thing I knew, no, I look up on Snapchat or Instagram. I see them with like four or five shots. I'm like, that's yeah. pretty much the whole month's dues in one night <laughs> yeah, that you're doing. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's rare that I see anyone who's like legitimately like that. Like, uh, <laughs> when I was trying to save money before I was on like a cup of noodles for, uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner for a month straight. Yeah. It yeah, sucked. Yeah. It I mean, really it sucked, dude. shows what your priorities really are to mm-hmm. people. I think, right. It's like, yeah. damn, what's your character? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I struggle a lot with stuff like this too. Cause I mean, I guess we're all new coaches, you know what I mean? Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. That's kind of interesting. I learned like so much as a new coach, man. It's like when I first started jujitsu, you know, mm-hmm. but there, some of my good students were telling me like, look, the other people that don't come is like, they were like yelling at me. Like you need to tell them that they need to pay because it's like, this is like a daycare. It's like, yeah, if your kids miss cause they're sick, it doesn't matter. You have to pay for that. Cause that service is provided year long. You yeah. Know? So you like, well, shit, I'm still it. here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's it's you know, it's interesting. Something, and and you know, for you know, for if any of my students are listening, I I doubt they are. But um, you know, if you're listening and you think, wow, that story seems like it's about me, it's okay. We're still good. It's all love. It's you know, everyone's still learning. It's all good. You know what I mean? Um, we certainly know like animosity or anything folks mm-hmm. uh folks who are tuning in let us know if you can hear right if you know if everything's you know if everything's up to par um we see uh lauren says i'm old and love footlocks <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. 
I love Foot Locks too. And Minari used to do Foot Locks back in the day. Shinya Yoki used to do mm-hmm. Foot Locks back in the day. It's I understand that it's a it's a fad again, but it's all mm-hmm. cyclical. It's, it's like, like what new, what's new is old. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like retro, right? But people forget. It's like, oh, to them it's new. It's like, no, they're bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I was just saying that for me, it was beneficial to learn how to roll only closed guard for my first four years of jujitsu and then to be like open your guard you know yeah, what i mean now yeah. about de la Hiva, reverse de la Hiva, because then it's like well worse comes to, to worse i'll just put you back in my guard yeah, and then yeah. once i learned footlocks it was just a lot easier yeah footlocks are like racist trump supporters are like we never left motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're always here every time you think they're gone they come back and strike <laughs> I'm just you kidding, <laughs> guys i'm just kidding it's about, about <laughs> I just had to make that. I just had to make that joke. Oh, dude! Like when you do it, footlocks, man. When you have that threat of passing, uh, your threat of your normal standard like uh, joint locks and all that, uh, your uh, strangles, then it it makes it where if you go for a foot, I'm like he might go for a foot, or he might be faking it to pass me rapidly fast. So when you have that threat on both sides, it keeps you kind of guessing. When every time you move, I know you're diving for a foot it gets so easy to defend that because yeah. as soon as you even slightly twitch, you're like, Oh, guess what he's doing? He's diving for a foot. Who yeah, would have guessed? Yeah, yeah. He only knows one thing. So uh, when you have that threat, like with you, I'll be trying to pass and I'm like, Oh crap, my legs uh, caught up. Then you spin me upside down and toe hold me a very uh, chill pace. I have strong <laughs> hips from skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, um, let, let's talk about that for a second. Mm. I'm in the process of making a, um, a supplemental training guide for you know like if you're not going to do jujitsu here's some other stuff you might do and, and you know also looking at my students like uh you know like i got one student who's like really long and lanky mm-hmm. he's wonderfully built for jujitsu but i have to wonder if maybe some explosive you know some like squats could be maybe good for him because he's on these like he's on these like little like piano wire legs you know it's like maybe like just a little bit of explode you know not not to like totally reconstitute his body but to just Mm-hmm. have him have that tool if he needs to call on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. may, you know, if he's never done explosive work before, maybe he could do some explosive work, you know, mm-hmm. have another guy who's kind of built like this fucking guy is built like a fire hydrant, man. He's just like, mm-hmm. you know, like a suitcase, you know, <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe you need some long, like everyone needs some different, you know, every, like what you need is one, what I need. You know I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I need some long form cardio, you know, you just need to do like an hour. So you we know, develop different things. Yeah, so yeah for different people. We're weak at whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, but and then just other activities too. Like, you know, I know some. And you guys probably see this in your white belts. Is like, they get stuck under somebody. They're in the gi. They're claustrophobic. They just tap because they're freaked out. You know, uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that. I see that sometimes too. Because mine are very beginners. You know, so sometimes mm-hmm. they'll lay north south on their head and they're like, oh my god. Yeah, I had one guy like flip out. So I was, you know, I was going to tell them for them for those guys. You know, maybe some swimming because swimming is like. Really trains a lot of claustrophobia. I love swimming. When you yeah. do it, when you yeah, when you swim for like thirty minutes, the the, the goggles fog up on you. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. it's you know it's tough, man. It's really it's up here. I agree. I agree. And you yeah. can just stop sometimes in the middle of the pool. Pool if you don't focus. Like, oh, I'm out of breath. It's like, well, you could just teach yourself how to breathe, right? Yeah. So they just focus. Yeah. One, two, yeah. three. Yeah. Breathe. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming is awesome. Yeah. Another one I want to put on there is skateboarding and surfing and wakeboarding. You know, most people that's probably. You know, probably my median age is like 35 at my academy, 30, you know. So if you're not a skateboarder, you're probably not going to jump on the skateboard. But fuck, man. I am, but you know? what, that would be a good, good yeah, idea, move your hips, right? Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, just get some knee pads. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. You're never too old to learn something. You're never, yeah, shit, never told to start, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think, I mean, I think especially like surfing and like skateboarding, 
you know, where like if you almost fall off, but you can recover and you get that awareness of, you know, it's like when you're about to get swept and you're like, shit, okay, like I can post, I can, I can engage my hips. Like I, I have tools, you know what I mean? For like, sure. I feel like that's one of the things that really pisses me off or about, yeah, I'm pissed off constantly. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> about jujitsu where it's like, I feel like I see so many people just accepting the sweep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go, you know, now I'll flow on my back. Gentle art, I'm just flowing. Yeah. It's like, no, motherfucker, fight for that. Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. What do you guys I'm guilty don't of that accept sometimes it. too, but you're right because it puts a hole in your game, right? And next time mm-hmm. you were at a tournament or something like that, yeah. you sweep is out like, oh, two points. And that's the defining moment. It's like, that's why you lost because that bad habit. So I agree. I do that sometimes. So I'm so guilty sometimes. It's like, I'm going, it's like, fuck, I'm tired, man. This is, button heads with this guy. It's like, oh, <laughs> just sweep. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if we, because of skating it's like yeah if i need to i can recall it's like okay well just base out stand up you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. very cool very cool how'd you guys get started in jitsu you want to go first or shall i do you, you do it first because i want to hear this too all right so me out a lot, but I don't know this. <laughs> it's a bit of a story so uh basically first time i saw jujitsu was ufc one two three and four and my brother went over to blockbuster when that was in uh in business uh he uh grabbed a little uh, vhs and snuck it on we played it and stuff R. like R. that blockbuster yeah <laughs> <R>. <laughs> yep. but uh we saw that and we were like looking in the library trying to find uh, a crazy jujitsu always all with japanese jujitsu we we're like oh that's like the same thing yeah so it wasn't until a lot a lot of years later when i was like 20 20 almost 21 i think it was about 21 uh, where my brothers were roommating together and they had like those little party get together type of things so when you get a lot of guys at a person's apartment, what happens? Everyone oh, freaking wrestles for move the furniture person. around. Let's move the coffee table. We're yeah. going at it <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me try this out. So uh, I uh, rolled against this one guy. He was same build, same everything, no advantage, nothing like that. And he was on top of me. I can't get him off. He was. We both didn't know what we were doing. So uh, after everyone kind of left, my brother looked over to me, came up to me. He's like, okay. You're going to find a jujitsu place. He's all. You're going to learn how to get people off of you. He's all. Don't come back until you do. So uh, uh, I was like, oh, whatever, because he's very uh, sarcastic in (laughs) that way. But I don't think he was being sarcastic. So a week later, he pulls up like a list of different jujitsu places that are all local, or at least he thought they were uh, jujitsu places. So he, uh, the first one I went to, it was like this little freaking random karate dojo off of like Antelope and Eighty. Went in there. So I was like, hey, uh, do you guys uh, teach uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu? So the guy, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, are you uh, – what rank are you? He's all on black belt. I was like, oh, uh, who did you get your black belt? Like, then he was like, oh, the Gracies. Oh, no. I was oh, like, no. oh, which one? And he was like, oh, the Gracies. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't At this time, mind you, I had no idea about – you're like cool. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea, but I I kind of remember a little bit of the politics with uh, different crazies, and I was like, I don't remember them ever giving out a group belt. Like that's a lot of people to like give you the thumbs up. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So he had everyone like little MMA shorts running around and stuff like that. He basically turned it into a CrossFit thing. So after he did that, he showed a, a armbar from the closed guard, no perpendicular, no anything. His leg, you know. You know how it's all loosey goosey. Oh yeah, and then up, his leg yeah. goes over and just awkward. I'm like, I don't know an armbar, but that doesn't look like it'll work very well. So I was like, he's like, oh, do you want to sign? Let's get you signed up like this. I was like, oh, you know, oh, there's a list. Easy man, my, easy. My brother gave me. I have to uh, make sure I go down this. So I was like, uh, I'll I'll see you in the future. I'm like <laughs> getting getting yeah. away from that dude. So the second one that I went to was uh, my uh, first instructor uh, B. 
Uh, he was a brown belt under Charles Gracie. And okay. he was in this little tiny, it was like a Bach Foods. It's like a, some variant of uh, Kung Fu. I'm not very familiar with that stuff or most traditional martial arts I'm not familiar with. So I went over there and we had this like little freaking tiny corner. And so everyone's doing all their little uh, Kung Fu, Bach Fu stuff over there. And then we had this little like freaking 15 foot corner over there. So we were like outcast over there. Yeah. So uh, uh, I start training with him a little bit. He showed me how proper armbar was done. Um, he showed me uh, a triangle choke, which was cool. It worked. Um, and this is where, uh, do you know Bill Click uh, from Yamaso? He's a Yamaso black belt. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's where I first uh, ran into him. We were nice. day one type of buddies over there. So that's how I got started there. And after about a month of training a little jujitsu, we had some, uh, there was an 18 and 19 year old who popped in uh, that were like Japanese jujitsu black belts, yeah. which I, again, outside of reading a library book on it, um, didn't really understand it. So I was like, okay, so they want to grapple. So mind you, this is one month of yeah. Brazilian jujitsu. No anything. Obviously I'm not athletic in the slightest bit, uh, even now. Um, so I just like, as soon as we shook hands, I pulled them in a close guard and then they start like trying to press a pressure point on me. So I was like, Oh yeah. Just well, those, leaned away in arm bar. And I'm like, what's pressure point guys. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I arm his brother too. Yeah. And then after that, they never came back. But after that, I was like, I'm definitely sticking with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, I had a guy in co- I had a guy at like my college MMA club try to do like he was like, can I do pressure points if we spar? I'm like, yeah, dude, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I check my oil, it's like yeah, yeah. pressure point I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do all the pressure points. Just don't stop my chi from flowing. I'll die. You know, please just don't kill me. <laughs> Sucked in fists. You're like, yeah. what's happening? He gave me meth. So That's what really happened. So where'd you finally settle at? Oh, no, that was where I finally settled. Okay. I settled at um, B's place, and we went through different places. We went to another uh, school where we were in, where we had a bigger place once the class grew. Um, right. Then after Purple Belt, then I uh, shifted up to El Dorado Hills to train with Elliot Kelly nice, for a nice, couple nice. of years. The drive was terrible because right when I shifted up there, then I shifted right back, but I was already over there, and my brother was there, and yeah, uh, my sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. So it was like hour 15 minutes from Rockland to there with the little traffic back oh, and forth. Oh, because you're on like the 80 side? Yeah. Fuck that. And it, dude, it was with the gas prices where they were just skyrocketing. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's pretty cool. I'm coming in late, unfortunately, most of the nights. Um, just not that late, like 10 minutes late. Yeah. Um, but it was like $400 in gas alone. Jesus. So I was just like. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. yeah it wasn't. Well, I mean, it did for two years. But after a while, when Manny opened up and he was freaking 20 minutes away from me. Uh, then Elliot was like, "You should go over there." Yeah, because like, uh, at a certain well, your point, training was, will get better too. Like, if you if it's oh, more accessible to you too. Oh, yeah. definitely. I was working like part time, and like with that amount of gas, I was only able to train like once every other week over yeah. Elliot's, or maybe twice every other week. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. But with Manny's, I was able to train f- uh, four times a week. So it just yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. You got you got to make you got to make mm-hmm. training something that's sustainable, right? Like you yeah. have to facilitate your you have to facilitate good habits. Mm-hmm. Let's um. Let's let's come back to you, Pedro. Let's see if we can get some. Let's see if we can get some people to call in mm-hmm. and take some calls here. I um, we tried to do this last time. It worked out okay. All right, folks. Uh, for folks listening, go ahead and give us a call. It's nine one six six three four nine nine seven eight. I'll actually write it down over here too. Um, hopefully this can actually be something that we can that we can do more often. When I first started, um, I first started doing the podcast, there was just so many like production elements to like wrangle and, and try mm. to do well that like 
I just wasn't able to like really do it. But now that I'm a little bit more comfortable with it, you know, it's something that I can at least try and kind of mm-hmm. venture out and do new stuff, you know. Seems pretty smooth so far, man. Uh, Russell said half crazy stack. <laughs> oh, there we are. There we go. What's going on? Boom. You're on Life in Jiu-Jitsu with Pedro and Carl. What's up, my brother? What's, What's up, up Larry? Larry Bird? Yo. <laughs> yeah, it works. What's up, Larry? You got a question for the guys? What's your thought process on burnout, and would you change anything on how you got trained to um, to make sure that you kind of didn't go through that? Is that fair? Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, all right, Larry. We'll answer offline. Boom. So for me, what kept me from burning out was, I think, going back to college because I think you definitely need. I mean, unless you're a full time competitor and this is what you do, which I mean, obviously I am a competitor and I love it and I train every day and I do train full time, but I have to have a life outside of this. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to do something else because I feel a little bit, how do you say slow in the head. So for me, how I prevented getting burnt out was finding other things that gave me fulfillment, like biking, like swimming, right? City college has a, so many resources and that's why i've been a student there for like six years you know what i mean just milking the hell out of it every kinesiology (laughs) class i can get it's like come on let's go so that that's how i did it you know but it's like you said you had to give up a lot of relationships and jobs and things like that but i just kept doing what gave me fulfillment and jujitsu gives me fulfillment right it's like Mm -hmm. man it's like one of the most fulfilling things is teaching someone something and then them landing it or telling you that they landed right or that they believe in your moves. Like, oh, I did it at, at the whatever. And so I thought that just again, the fulfillment was what kept me going all the time. Even when things get hard, there are times that I don't want to go to class. And I'm just like, I mean, I, all this week I went to class four times and every day I'm just telling my girlfriends, I don't want to fucking do this. I hate my life. But she's like, just get up and go. You know, inertia is real. You know, gravity oh, yeah. is real. If you're sitting down, you're just going to get into your head. So. That's the other thing, too. Don't get too much inside your head. When you think you're in pain, just get up and go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, for me, it is a weird question because I'm not really one of those uh, driven or burnt out type of people because when I got my purple, I start training this as my job. So I like jujitsu more than I like working a normal job and dealing with the stresses there. So it was a, it's a different mentality. And whenever... I deal with teaching folks. I have to make sure that I'm very uh, versatile on the subject so I don't look like an idiot, yeah. <laughs> mainly that. But so for me, the burnout kind of disappeared because I would focus primarily on what area that I need to work on. I just kind of systematically look, hey, I'm pretty sucky at that. I'm even more sucky at this one. And then I kind of like do my own little checkoff list over there. And uh, 
when I kept focus on that, I mean, it kind of messes up normal life, like hanging out with buddies, going to this party or that party. Um, but like that was, you know, livelihood. So uh, it changes my priority a little bit. Like um, I start avoiding certain things just because like, I'm like, dude, I need, I can't, can't cancel these appointments because I like to eat. I like to have a house. <laughs> yeah. 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 One of those things. What about you? Uh, shit, good question. Uh, that's a great question. Um, burnout is for me, I think burnout is real. Um, and I think it depends on like, I feel like burnout is tied to a sense of, you know, do you feel like you're still getting stuff from it? Right. And there's a couple things that, that, that can happen with that. And one is like, well, why'd you get into it? If you got into it to like learn to defend yourself against a stranger who might attack you, then, you know, after about, you know, blue belt, two stripes, <laughs> you're good. Like you're going to be able to defend yourself pretty well, you know? Mm -hmm. And so maybe everything, you know, I think, I think some grapplers will maybe, um, appreciate this, but everything past like purple belt is almost just like theory. Like I'm just having fun playing a super interesting video game, like with friends, like, but I could have, mm -hmm. you know, like purple belt Gibran was just as suited to fuck, fuck up some stranger as, as, as brown belt Gibran. Like they were both gonna, <laughs> they're both gonna fuck you up if you attack them, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, if you, if you got into it just cause you wanted to defend yourself, I could see yourself burning, you know, burning out or just kind of like maybe losing interest either I'm blue or per, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's also cause it's hard, right? Cause it, cause it's hard and, it gets more difficult the better you get too. Yeah, right? yeah, because you got more of a target on your back, you know. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that can happen with burnout is like feeling like you're just not getting what you're like putting into it in terms of like coaching or you're plateauing in your in in your own performance or you're looking at the sort of sacrifices that you're making on the life side and be like, wow, this is too much. You know, I mean, for me, I was you know I wanted to go to law school. Mm -hmm. You know, but I started working for the state. I was working in the legislature and, you know, that was like nine to six. They jump on the mat at six thirty. It's very comfortable. I was like, okay, that's good. This is good. I don't know about this law school thing. My, my jujitsu would suffer, <laughs> 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 but you know, now, now that I look back, I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, those people that went to law school at 23 mm -hmm. have now been lawyers for five years and they're fucking killing it. So, you know, if I had mm -hmm. done that, you know, maybe I'd be financially in a different situation, but I mean, you know, look around, it's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then I think another thing that leads to burnout is just like you, you know, people like the lack of honest conversations, honestly. And mm -hmm. by that, I mean that, you know, we're jujitsu is a progressive martial art as far as martial art, but it's still martial mm -hmm. arts. And that's, that's a thousands of years old code of ethics, you know, and yeah. you know, you're not really encouraged to like question your sensei or have honest conversations about like, are you really keeping your eye on my development or do you, you know, do you have 200 students and you're competing yourself and you, maybe you're not really like, you know, really minding my development as much as, yeah. you know, as much as uh, I would like you to, you know, mm -hmm. or um, maybe, uh, you know, one thing that really pisses me off is warm ups. You know, I've been mm -hmm. warming up the same way for, 20, you know, 16 fucking years now, you know, <laughs> like when I was wrestling for eight years and jujitsu for years, we've been we're warming up the same goddamn way. You run in a circle, do some jumping, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. And move on. So, like, you know, I think people just get tired of the repetitive motion of it. And at some point, you have to like take control of your own training. And you know, that, does that mean like, okay, you feel like you're not necessarily getting a lot out of where you're going? You know, maybe don't stop going there, but grab a partner and be like, you know, this purple belt and up, I think. But like, grab a partner and be like, hey, you know what? I saw some cool stuff, or I feel like I have a hole here. Mm -hmm. You know, can we drill this? You know, for an hour and a half. So you're not just like only plugging into 
like the class, but you're also taking charge of yourself and be like, okay, I'd like yeah. to like, like for me, De La Hiva, non-existent, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so Franklin and I got together and he just like walked me through De La Hiva and I just did that for like an hour, you know? Mm -hmm. And I need like a hundred more hours of De La Hiva, but at least I'm like taking charge of my development and then I feel like I'm kind of going somewhere mm -hmm. instead of just like kind of only going to class and seeing what happens. It gets monotonous, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, Dang. it gets monotonous. You know, you want me to run in a circle again? Fuck, <laughs> man, guys, come on. It's <laughs> only so challenging. I'm such a big fan of the... Are the you? whole physiological ergogenics, the warm-ups, yes. Mm -hmm. That primes you up, man. Even though I'm like, people are like, oh, you're usually late. It's like, that's just because I want the kids to get the hell out so I can get in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, man. And they be bumping their chest on me. It's like, damn, what's up, man? It's like, you respect his belt. No. <laughs> Excuse me. No, 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 that's fair. Yeah. I, I, um, I've talked to people about how I'm so against warm-ups, and no, no one is with me. So it's just my own thing. <laughs> No, but I agree. That's why you have to make it fun. Mm. Yeah, you have to make it fun, right? Like we got like little soccer goals at one of the places that I teach at, and then we just that's how we do. Go fifteen minutes on the clock, just play soccer. You know what I mean? They love yeah. it, and I mean they're adults and they're just running around like little kids. You know, so that's cool. Yeah. Or sometimes a jump rope, but people aren't too big fans of that. They kind of get mad. Sometimes. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. For uh, for myself, I like to integrate like simple passes as warm up. That way, yes. you two birds that with yes. one stone. Like, like actually do something. Yeah, not complex awesome stuff, but like too, yeah. simple stuff, like a Toriando. There we go. Toriando, yeah, yeah. just like jumping from one to the other. Yeah, yeah. That way, because um, it's to, in my opinion, like a simple pass is not worth my time in making it like the move of the day of the day. Like, yeah, I agree. It, there's more complex stuff that I can allocate time for, uh, for it, something that simple. You still have to do it cause you need your reps in for obvious precision, balance, all that fun stuff. But like, it's really not worth an actual session on. Yeah, I'd yeah. lose my mind if the whole move was we're doing Toriando was moved. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, I'd also lose my mind if well, I was same. teaching Toriando in detail and someone didn't get it. Get out. We're just kidding. I'm Come just to kidding, the class, guys. pay attention. <laughs> You'll get it. Just drill it. We'll teach you. No, but no, I totally agree with that. Like, you know, that's part of how I structure my curriculum. It's like, I mean, you have to get, you do have to warm them up for like 10 minutes to get the, you know, like, like mm -hmm. Pedro said, you know. But past that, it's like, all right, guys, like now takedowns, you know, and it's like mm -hmm. no, you know, no instruction here. Like if you're if you're not up to speed yet, look around and you'll catch up. But I can just go mm -hmm. back and forth on your takedowns for five minutes and then go back and forth on your passes. for. So we have like a review curriculum. Mm -hmm. We're just like reviewing for like 25 minutes, but like at a high pace. Yeah. I saw the you curriculum know? you put out online. That was really cool. Yeah. What do you think mm -hmm. of that? I thought it was really cool. I, it was just like, how do you say it? Yeah, it was like the different positions. I, it was really cool. I kind of like. I think Carl did a curriculum like that for me once, and I, yeah, was, yeah. I don't know. It looked awesome. I want to add some of mine, change mine up to that structure, but with the moves that he gave. Me. Yeah, That's yeah, and then whatever is your own too, right? Yeah, like, but it looked awesome. Yeah, I mean that. So that that beginner's curriculum is just like what, um, folks. If at any point you want to call in and just throw us a question, that's cool too. Um, yeah, those are just like what I like. What came to me first from those positions, but I'm not sure like. Is that really like, you know, there's some amount of questioning. I mean, but you if you're brand yourself. new and you're a white belt to have that, right? And then it'd be like, yeah. well, so this is what I should know, at least this, yeah. right? That's what it says, the minimum you should know. So I think that's cool. You yeah. know, give them something tangible to you. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm busy. I'm taking, I'm, I don't say you should use your phone on the crapper, but if you're busy, you know, <laughs> just look at the stuff, read it. It'll make you more familiar with it, at least the, the, the wording, right? Yeah. And then what was the other part of his question? He said, if we could like meta somehow build our own student and give them a black belt without the whole trials and tribulations, would it be mm -hmm. worth it? I would say for me, 
if I could do this journey without any of the trials and tribulations, I would say no, it was not worth it. Interesting. Wasn't that that was the last yeah. of those questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking I think about so, that. Yeah. I was like, man, I don't think he would because it's like, how would that's what makes it worth it in the end, right? It's like mm -hmm. I've gotten other things that might have been prestigious, and it's like, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal because it was easy or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So. A lot of problem solving oh, no. that you had to do. Yeah, sorry. I was just no, 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 bubbling here. No, 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 no I'm dude, glad you said that. Yeah, it's problem solving, man. Like a lot of the frustrations you dealt with, you overcame them. Not a lot of them, all of them you overcame. You found ways, patterns uh, to integrate into your, uh, you know, how you start your day, how you train your jujitsu, how to work past the problems. Well and like if you're just told to do this move, that move over and over, and you're not really using your head, then it's kind of like, it, it like feels like you're heck? at a weight room. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. So you know, one thing Dustin Akbari does that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, he does this sometimes. Well, he seemed to have done this more at the old gym, but uh, he um, he kind of he kind of beats the crap out of you before, like giving you a new belt, <laughs> like pretty badly. Mm -hmm. So like when I got my brown belt, um, it was like, all right, everybody, line up. We're doing ten sprints, ten burpees, ten shots. You know, pull, ten pull ups, ten push ups. You know, then, you know, then do that like 10 times. It's like some crazy workout, you know, mm -hmm. and then everyone up against the wall. And then like, he put me in the middle of the, in the middle of the, uh, of the mat. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right, guys, like, you know, like shark tank, shark tank, you know? Um, <laughs> and I was hanging all right. And then, you know, I was hanging well enough. And so when he saw that he jumped in and I was already tired. So I was not competitive with him, you know, mm -hmm. and he just like beat the crap out of like beat me up, you know? And he beat me up so badly for like eight minutes that like when the white belts jumped on, I was like barely moving, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, what he had said at the end was, you know, it's not really to, it's not really about hyping you up. It's more to humble you before mm -hmm. advancing you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always felt like a little bit of that duality is like kind of necessary, but damn, do these, do these fucking trials and tribulate, do the highs have to be so high? Do the lows have to be so low, man? <laughs> like, like some, of the, some of these lows are rough, man. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, a little bit of it is necessary, right? To like really understand like the, you know, just like sometimes it just gets to you all, you know, like doing jujitsu means you have to do twice as much laundry and that's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially back when I lived in an apartment complex, and I had mm -hmm. to like walk down the hall and then back down the hall the other way to get through the garage and, you know, and then mm -hmm. like there's somebody like somebody using like the one laundry machine that we have. So I put my gi down in the basket there and then some homeless bum steals my one gi, mm -hmm. you know, and then I show up to class the next day without a gi and like, you know, my professor is like, Oh, you forgot his gi. And I was like, fuck you, man. Some homeless yeah. dude wearing it as a clothes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn. Thanks mom for helping with the laundry all the time. Yeah. Nice you have it a nice on. washer and dryers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we got a, we got a question oh. here. I think from Paula. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. My vision is terrible, so that's all I need to do. Uh, Paula says, if you could go back in your journey and tell yourself something, what would it be? Is there something that you wished you would have done sooner or wished you had internalized earlier in your jiu-jitsu? That's an excellent question, Paula Pasquale. Hey, folks, don't be uh, don't be afraid to give us a uh, subscribe. That's what keeps us going is those subscriptions. Um, yeah. Is there something you would have done sooner, told yourself sooner in your jiu-jitsu journey? I think about stuff like this all the time as far as like – in my jujitsu journey also, but in life too, it's like just for myself, it would be to say things like be patient just because I'm so anxious and so, so always in a hurry to do things, you know? So there's always something going on with me. I always got things that I need to do to make me like value myself. And it's like, well, to kind I mean, of feel like yeah. it was worth it or something. Or? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
well, just be patient, man. Just, just, just keep, keep grinding, keep doing your thing, but just keep your head down and keep going. Even when it gets hard, just be patient. Right. I used to skateboard a lot. And man, I, nowadays I wish I would have never kind of stopped, you know, but it's just that when I was young, I used to think that I would be so much better than I was. And it's like, I never got to catch up as a grown man, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. My head went way further than I did in my body with skating. So I was like, dang, but I would have just said that to me. It's like, be patient, man. Cause your legs are going to grow. You're going to get stronger. You know, it's like every day you do one more push up, you're one more push up stronger. Every day you do one more sit up, you're one more sit up stronger. And I don't know. And I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, just yeah. keep stick to the grind and be faithful, I guess, too. Yep. Be patient and be faithful. Keep the faith. Sarah McMahon said something really interesting when she came on the show. She was like, you know, wrestling, not necessarily enjoyable, more like a deep sense of satisfaction. And if you think about it that way, and I think that's probably true for any sort of competitive lifestyle or any sort of like grind that you stick to, you know, where it's like kind of recognize that it's not necessarily enjoyable in the sort of in the consumption sense, you know, where it's like it's enjoyable the way you like, you know, eat a Danish and it's enjoyable, you know. Yeah, it's not like going to the fair, right? Like, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah. yeah, it's more like a deep sense of satisfaction type of deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're increasingly like sort of like removed from those things that are meant to give us deep satisfaction. You know, like, fam, not to get all, not to get all like preachy and stuff, but like, church attendance is at an all time low. Family and marriage is at an all time low. Like, mm-hmm. less and less men of working age are actually working. You know, more and more people are actually just like living, like playing video games and just getting by any way they can. Like, these like foundations of, you know, people more and more like don't talk with other people of like outside of their social economic class. They just, you know, mm-hmm. we've all kind of separated into, the, you know, Look mm-hmm. at Seattle, it's all Democrats. Look at, you know, Texas, it's all Republicans, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like all these things that are like, you know, kind of pillars of society and, and things that really do breed like long-term, like deep, deep satisfaction are kind of falling by the wayside, right? And like what's mm-hmm. going up is looking at the phone and, you know, bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, so as we get softened up, like people are just like kind of like losing the the desire to like push themselves, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Carl, what would you have like told yourself? Like, same question for you, like earlier listen, in your jujitsu. I would have told myself to listen to uh, my older brother, Sean, more yeah. when he. Uh, so, the biggest issue I had when I was doing jujitsu, not was, M, but uh, back in the day was I would accept sweeps way too often. Um, I would play too docile, and that handicapped the daylights out of my, uh, my jujitsu game. It made me progress very, very, very slow. I kept getting put in very sucky positions. I get squished. I wouldn't know how to get out like, certain Fuck, things. I just got squished. Yeah. It, I'm just yeah. like sitting there like, well, I'll just be tight. And like, that didn't really help me because like my defending wasn't necessarily because, oh, I was getting real good at defending. Now, sometimes they're terrible at attacking. So we're just wasting time there. Yeah. But if I'm on the offense, I can force people to do this move or that move. I can learn to break them down. And it's very functional, obviously, for self-defense uh, being on top. Um, especially passing guard for obvious reasons. Yeah. But my brother always told me, he's all, stop sitting back. He's all, you need to come up. He's all, don't just yeah. lay yeah, back yeah. like that. And I was, oh, whatever, whatever. Hard-headed things, issue with me. Um, but like, if I had listened to him earlier, it would have allowed me to progress a lot faster instead of just hitting walls. Not walls mentally where I'm like frustrated, but walls as in there's very slow progress not I'm not stressed mentally. It's just like I don't have a very good plan of getting to where I need to get to. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, what would I have done differently? 
I probably would have lo- let go of the wrestling habits a little bit sooner. I mm-hmm. probably didn't really do that until like blue belt. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing like on my back more. Um, and then just like technique wise, like I realized like that you can really keep someone inside control, for example, like really neatly if you do go back to those wrestling roots, but don't let it like overtake you completely. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you kind of, you know, use your wrestling, but don't, you have, you, you have to understand that you have to like modify it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, you know, I think now I'm starting to realize a little bit better. It's like, you don't get, the, you don't get time back, you know? And then it's like, yeah. I just turned 30, I turned 31, I'm about to turn 32 in about three months. And I'm starting to realize, okay, like, mm-hmm. you know, going back to that lawyer example, I wanted to go to law school. Well, those fucking people that want, that did go to law school, they're lawyers for five years now and they're fucking killing it, you know? So mm-hmm. then that's okay. Like, you, you know, I'm yeah. down this path and, they can't download this hardware. They yeah, they can't download. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, circle. you know, like it comes full circle, and like I'm, I'm very happy with the path that I'm on. You know, like I, oh, yeah. I teach my students. I get tremendous satisfaction from that. Uh, I work from, I work for myself from home, mm-hmm. with my lovely wife, and look, like, no, we have a, you know, what I mean, but what I'm saying is that like, life's choices are not reversible generally. Yeah. Like you, you can't like. You can't go back and make up. You you can't go back and make up that class that you missed. Like that moment in time is fleeting, and you either do something with it or you don't. And now that I'm like turning 32, and I'm gonna realize, okay, now I'm well into my 30s. I'm starting to realize, like, okay, like you know, 23 year old me who maybe got frustrated and took three months off, I can't do that. You know, I, can't, I really can't mm-hmm. do that as much anymore because like those moments are are going. You know, those moments are going and like, um, yeah. you, 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 does, that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, we're yep. never back to the same moment in time. Right? We're, we're never back to the same moment in time, man. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, so it's like, you know, yeah, you want to, you want to, you want to take two months off because your puppy died or something like you want to like, you know, I guess I'm talking to, to, to my students a little bit, but like, you know, you want to take time off because, because this happened or it's hard or you just don't, you know, not motivated by yourself. That's fine. But, you know, just you know, just know that you don't get that time back, you know, maybe yeah. you can like, you learn to stick with it one day, but like, those decisions are irreversible in the sense yeah. of like you get you get a you know 6 a.m monday morning comes and i'll be at the gym or i won't be at the gym but like mm-hmm. i get a chance to be a little bit better i get a chance not to be a little bit better and i'm never going to get 6 a.m monday morning tomorrow back yeah. and you know so i you know i think a lot of young guys like young young guys don't really like you know that's really you have to that. immerse yourself in the martial art too and be like you know what this yeah. is my yoga this is my alignment of inner self mm-hmm. but yeah. Until it becomes that for you, right? You probably don't think of it that way. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely why it kept me going, right? It's like, well, shit, my life is not very good outside of jujitsu, but man, I can roll okay, I guess. And that makes me happy. It's like, well, I'm just going to roll again. Let's go. Yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, it's um, it's great catharsis to just go to go to open mat and just start tapping blue belts and purple belts. Like, it's like, <laughs> they do have know, a purpose. <laughs> everything, yeah, they do. Yeah, it's like everything just kind of kind of goes back to you know, it goes back to normal for me after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world's right again. The world is yes. right again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see here. Bathing in their tears. <laughs> uh, Sean Breed says, how can jujitsu be done forever? Is, is, is it a mentality, technique, or lifestyle that will help accomplish this? I think that the lifestyle thing is an umbrella that covers all of that. That's a good question, Sean. Mm-hmm. 
But I think that if you want to do this forever, again, you have to be patient. And now I did, I said, oh, you got to keep your head down and just keep grinding. But you can only grind yourself down too far, right? So it's like mm-hmm. being patient also for me would imply knowing when to rest. You know what I mean? It's like there are mm-hmm. times where I would go to the gym. It's like three times a day, two times a day. You know what I mean? I'll yeah, train yeah. in the morning. I'll go train with Manny Moreno when he was to see police and I'll go to night class again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, at some shout point, out to Manny Moreno, just... the motherfucker of all motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, Manny Moreno. <laughs> that dude's crazy good. Yep. It's a little backpack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it's it's true. Like I uh like, you know, when we had the fires, mm-hmm. you know, I was uh I was gonna cancel my classes and then my cause we're in new school and my students are like juiced right now. And mm-hmm. so my uh my my one of my my original students was like, Can you please not? Like I'm really enjoying this and I don't want to like break the habit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, you guys really shouldn't be straining yourselves right now. At least I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, please don't, please don't cancel classes. I, I like, I'm really getting to the groove of it. I'm like, okay, we're not going to cancel classes, but here's the deal, motherfuckers. Like, no warm up, no rolling. We're going to come in and we're going to do some very light work. I don't want to see any of you fuckers sweating. Mm-hmm. And before you leave, like, let your breathing normalize. Don't go out there and huff and puff that air. Because mm-hmm. we're going to manage this. I don't want a bunch of gunk, gunk in your fucking lungs, and then you have to like take three weeks off or like permanently like yeah. really injures you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so after after class, he like he was like, you know, put the timer on. Bobby and I are going to go for two rounds. I'm like, all right, all right, man, all right, you know. And then he sent me a message. He was like, well, as soon as he got home, he sent me a message. He's like, dude, I almost passed out on my way home. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to manage these fucking things. It's yeah. like, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've seen come like in and out of the doors of ultimate fitness where it's like, you know, trying to be like an MMA fighter. Yeah. They got like a shoulder injury. And it's like, man, if you just took three months, mm-hmm. you'd be okay. But instead you're like, no, I got to fight through this. I'm going to be a fighter. I'm going to be tough. And it's like, oh, great. You have a fucked up shoulder for life now. Yeah. You know? Was that your medical opinion? <laughs> I don't think it is. But yeah, it's dude. Like um, one of the big things I found is sustainable pace. So like Longevity. for myself, I'll go hard, you know, good amount of rounds here and there, but I cannot go, at least not with how my schedule is, I cannot go hard 24-7 all the way through because my body just won't heal. I don't have enough muscle <laughs> to heal up the few muscles that actually burn out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. when you deal with it, not just lifestyle-wise, because if your jiu-jitsu is stressing you out, it's doing the opposite of what it should normally do. It's supposed That's to relieve, point. relieve stress. Um, the other one is injury ratios, is if you're training so hard and not giving your body a chance to recover, it gets weakened more weakened and then your probability of being injured increases heavily when your immunity goes to shit too right talking about little things like ringworm right little stuff like that like getting a little stab a little herpes all of that a Mm -hmm. flu right Herp? Yeah. There's nothing little about a herpes. That's a, that's <laughs> like, that's hey, a big man. deal. <laughs> a <cold laughs> and there was also that no ultimate game. fighter. Do you that's remember someone, where that dude? That's someone who's been hanging around the city college for too long. <laughs> yeah. No shame in that, man. <laughs> Worst no gee session ever. I'm not judging. <laughs> These girls but. at the city college swear it's just a little herpes. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> dude, I swear. I'm I saw kidding. it. It was normal. It's normal. It's normal. But yeah, when you with pacing too and then also your partners can you know they can make you or break you in a very literal sense they can break you so if you're dealing with really spastic heavily like a lot bigger than you proportionally bigger the best way i can illustrate is if a person's like smaller than you rolling they fall weird on you, you're like ah it's smart so you're a little bruised a person who's the same size falls on you awkwardly like 
that's a pretty deep bruise. A person yeah. who's like 60 pounds falls on you weird. That's something broken. It's the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you have to, it doesn't mean you don't roll with any big guys, obviously, because you have to be able to deal with, you can't pick and choose who tries to, you know, fight you yeah. on the street or anything. But, um, it's kind of like if you're gambling over time, if you're not careful with your partners and stuff like that, then it, it gets very risky, especially if you're overtraining, not resting properly. It just makes everything far more likely to happen. And you yeah. can pick and choose your partners at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I think how that's do you guys okay. feel about that? I think that's yeah. a good thing. Especially, mm-hmm. I have my girlfriend training now, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, you know, she's she's just thin, and I feel like she's fragile. I know someone falling her wrong, like you said, it's like I get super mm-hmm. protected. I'm just like, oh man. But that's where I have to give her the proper skills to be able to defend herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't keep her away from the challenges. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know, just you, you can pick who you roll with. It's like, you mm-hmm. want to do this tomorrow? It's like, mm-hmm. you, you don't need to roll with that dude. That's right now. That's 250. It's like you weigh 120 soaking wet. It's like, no, nah, just relax. Mm-hmm. Unless those dudes are awesome people and they understand how it works. Right. But usually yeah, if you like, have a bunch of white belts together, easy. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they don't care that she's a white belt. They're a white belt too. They're just like, dude, she has one strap on her belt. I'm a foot locker. Right. <laughs> <Deep bark. laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, I am a, I am a bigger guy and I do like to go hard, mm-hmm. but I'm proud to say, I've had you know in my nine years now of, of grappling, I've had mm-hmm. one ac- I've had one accident. That's it, one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jason Roberts. I'm sorry about your arm, dude. Like that really oh. was an accident, but that's it. He was mm-hmm. a big guy too, though. He was a big guy. Oh. Too. You know, he's a big guy too. But you know, um, I feel like I, um, I've given out some free neck adjustments. I've given out you know I've given out <laughs> I've given out some I've given out some adjustments, and you you fuckers deserved it. You know, if you asked me to roll, and you, if you're a full grown man and you're purple belted and above, and you ask me to roll and you get adjusted, I'm not sorry. I'm not. You know, if nothing broke, I'm not sorry. Just keeping the chiropractic okay. business keeping going. It, I'm just, just going to keep it yeah. real. If you're a, if you're a full grown man, you're above purple belt, and you ask me to roll. You know, this it's it's a combat sport, guys. It's still mm-hmm. a combat sport. You got to keep it real. If you don't, if you don't want to roll, don't ask me to roll, and we're all good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, even, even yeah, as tough as as tough as I'm talking, I'm, I really am proud of this. I've never hurt anybody. I've never, mm-hmm. you know, one broken arm in nine years. I think, and it was another big guy. You know, that's really good. That's dude. not bad, right? That's yeah, that's not that's bad. Yeah, you know, me, dude. but um, <laughs> but I think that you know, w- with that comes like, you got to be aware of like. Um, okay, I can I can put some neon belly on a person who's a little bit smaller than me, but mm-hmm. I can put maybe I'll put some, but not all the neon belly on yeah. them. You know, maybe and then when they push off, maybe I won't be super insistent on it. Maybe I'll slide them out, and then it'll be a light mount. Maybe they can practice bucking me off, and then you know, like mm-hmm. there has to be some sort of like give and take there. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. so I try not to like I, I try to be conscious of not just like smashing, like totally <laughs> smashing people. Um, but at the same time, is like I feel like there's like a this artificial spectrum of like how hard you're allowed to roll, like in jujitsu, like in friendly jujitsu, and it's mm-hmm. like I feel like that spectrum could actually be a little bit wider. Like yeah. we we could all roll a little bit harder um, without it without it getting out of line. You know, I feel mostly healthy. You know, I'm not like Ronnie Coleman, like kind of unable to move. You know, uh, and I feel like I've been rolling like been rolling pretty hard, mm-hmm. and I feel like that kind of like. You can't roll hard all the time. I guess all I'm saying is just don't be afraid to roll hard sometimes. So like when some crazy motherfucker takes off on you, you're like prepared. You know, I like, agree. You intensity you is good. Yeah, yeah. just every mm-hmm. once in a while, sometimes, spike it up. Exactly. You know, like not all the time, but every once in a while, spike it up. And so. like you said, whatever belt and up, it's like I just don't. Only the beginners 
right. I think John Danner maybe said something about how like, oh, like I'm a dictator when it comes to my beginners, but it's like when mm-hmm. they get a more advanced, they get to do what they want type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool. I was like, but I'm like that too. It's like, man, the beginners. It's like you guys are crazy, man. You guys don't even know what intensity is. You're going 100 percent every time, and I'm. You, you, you guys know. Yeah, that is interesting to me, right? It's like they have no concept of like rolling light. It's like so their grips all burning, and now I remember, it's like when I was a white belt, my grips, my grips would burn too. But it's like, well, it's because you're straining it the whole time. Make a good grip, make it firm, and stop stressing it. It's like every time they get together to roll, learn. it's like this is Sparta. <laughs> Fight club. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's funny about um. It's funny about what you guys said about like you get to choose your partners, right? Because mm-hmm. we're doing the we're actually we're doing the knee pars. We're doing mm-hmm. knee pars from um from half guard. Mm-hmm. You Bottom know? half guard? Top half guard. About? Okay. No, top half guard. Kind of a actually it's a you know, your opponent's standing over you. They mm-hmm. uh they shock your legs by you recover guard, you put the crease, you sit up to koala guard, mm-hmm. uh, put the crease of your knee mm-hmm. behind their ankle. Technical stand up, sweep their ankle out from underneath them, and then that ankle never leaves the crease of your knee. You're just sitting on it now. Mm-hmm. Then you go over under, like with your arms over, mm-hmm. you know, over a hip, under under a hip, yeah. you know, pin them down, figure four mm-hmm. behind the leg, and then you're just knee barring them, right? Okay, yeah. what Elliot does? Okay, like a reverse low knee bar thing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Man and Reno does that too. Man, <laughs> he has popped my knee plenty of times with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were just doing that kind of like lightly, and um, there's like there's like a my my wife noticed that like nobody picked her to 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 roll to like drill with her, and she was you know after class she was like well you know it's kind of funny because you, you know like I guess you're kind of asking someone to like put their penis on your leg and you know for the for the knee bar and I don't have a penis and like all these other guys chose to have a penis on their leg instead of like come and like do it with me She's like when confronted with the option every one of the guys was like yes please put one penis on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm over here with no penis to put on the leg and no one wanted it <laughs> that's a way to look at it that's what i'm like yeah that's what i was like i didn't know i was like baby i don't know what to say <laughs> she's so funny <laughs> um voluntary tea bags <laughs> yeah shout out to hate my wife is actually getting exceptionally good at jujitsu nice well, yeah. she has a good coach and so that helps she, you know what it's like i just asked her at first like hey won't you please come so that it doesn't look dead you know mm-hmm. i don't know who's gonna show up to this thing so won't you please come so it doesn't look dead yeah so she's like oh yeah i'll come and you know and uh, and uh you know uh her son blake who wrestles comes to mm-hmm. you know then right now he's wrestling so right there we got like three people on the mat and then before you know it, that turned you know to more and more people but uh, she was so committed to helping me. She's been coming three or four times a week. And let me tell you, this is not nice. her thing. You know, this is, it's not her thing. But now it's like, you can just tell, like, just through force of just having to come so much to support me. Mm-hmm. She's getting good, man. She's getting really good. Like, every time I, like, I show a move, like, maybe I'll show something a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. a little bit more complicated. And she'll be like, what, like this? Boom. And just, like, you know, just put it <laughs> together awesome. real quick, you know? And uh, she's strong for her size, man. Like, I don't think she believes me. I think she thinks I'm, like, honey-dicking her. But she got, like, inside control on me. And, uh, you know, not really strength-based in muscle. I mean, she is very fit. But it's, like, she got inside control on me. She put her knee right in my hip. Mm-hmm. She put her shoulder right under my head. Mm-hmm. You know, she was grabbing onto the gi to keep to keep the position. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, fuck, there's actually nowhere for me to go here. Like, you know, like, I'd have to pry you off with my, like, with my arms. Like, with, I'd yeah. have to, like, you know, really move you, like, with my muscles. You know, I'm just uh, so impressed and very grateful for her. Yeah. Um, anything change being a black belt? 
for mm. you guys? Did you all know you were you were going to get it, or how did that work out? Well, I only knew it was because, just like you should really show up. <laughs> well, there were a bunch of like belts in the back, you know, like mm-hmm. how do you say it? There's like we buy product, and there's like a little thing of geese in the back. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of belts, and there were two black belts. I was like, well, it couldn't be for anybody else. Unless <laughs> <laughs> Hal Gracie was going to bring someone from the SF to promote him here. And I was like, I don't know why he would do that. But so I kind of expected it, which no. was nice because I got to tell like my mom, my grandma, my girlfriend. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is as much of their accomplishments as mine. You know, they have to deal with my pouty ass all the time when I'm tired from getting strangled and stuff. When yeah. my knee hurts, my back hurts, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have that. I think it was preferred over it being a surprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think something like the black belt, it's probably a good idea to like, yeah, be like, okay, this is the day, and you want, you know, if you want to, that, that's like a, that's like a, like getting like a degree almost. It is, I mean, it is actually. To me it was, yeah. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Not almost, it's 10 years. It's about 10 years, about yeah. 10 years. Could have went bad, yeah, t- 10 years on September 22nd. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Manny Moreno was the first week of September. We signed contracts a week apart from each other. I remember that because we were very <laughs> good buddies. That's cool. And Chewy, too. Yeah, so it was like ten years. Yeah, oh, yeah chilly. Mm-hmm. It's a whole decade, man. <laughs> a whole bunch of black belts everywhere now yeah. from that time period. Yeah, that's dope, dude. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, how about for you? Anything change for you? Uh, more people try to heel hook me. Uh, yeah. I've been having a roll with my eyes closed lately, just because uh, eye poke and stuff, and I don't want sweat on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for obvious infection reasons, so I've been rolling with my eyes closed, and everyone keeps still trying to heel hook me with my eyes closed, which is really iffy when you deal with like i mean it's okay with normal rolls but when you deal with like falling back and i can't tell where you're grabbing to until it could possibly go south that's the only issue um outside of that it's been pretty much the same people still try to beat me up to death yeah <laughs> so it's uh pretty much pretty similar yeah right well, but it certainly helps you feel more legitimate as coaches right i think that, i mean that's what I always like people see you as stuff like that exactly yeah. that's all that changed because like in the inside i was like well fuck i mean it is what it is. I'm. I know I'm a raw ass motherfucker. It's like I know these techniques. I study kinesiology. I want to be a coach. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've done sports my whole life. This is my shit. And it's like now it's just like the outside matches the inside. So it's cool. It's like okay, well at least now this motherfucker is calling me a professor rather than me calling myself a professor. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's I funny. Know, I just really love this art, and I sit there and geek out on it. And I put so many hours into these techniques. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Can't download this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I um. Yeah, you know, I had someone like you drop by the gym, and they're like, "Oh, you're a brown belt," and I was like, "Yeah." And it's like, "Oh, why not a black belt?" So, well, let me tell you something, man. I'm a brown, I'm a black belt, and beating your ass right now. If you don't, shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that <laughs> is true. You know, I have like yeah. people come with their kids, and I'm like, "Oh, he's only a brown belt." It's like, like, "Well, there's no shit." My nine year old daughter just got her black belt. Why didn't you? you know? Oh, like, oh, I got into an argument with someone on Facebook oh. recently. Oh, oh, they were just, you know, Facebook has advertising. I was just at Pyology. I was just at Pyology with like some friends of the family. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, you know, this is great. Yeah. You know, but little Timmy just got, look, he just tested for his Taekwondo black belt. And I was like, well, you know, that's cool. Like, and and not to diminish the Taekwondo black belt, like, you know, the, but there, there's just, you you know, they're just different gradients. That's different all, you standards, know. Standards, hell yeah. You know, yeah. there's different standards. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, these Apples kids were getting their belts, man, and the, mm-hmm. they were just like they—they they were just talking about how on Facebook on the on the marketing site, and obviously I shouldn't be trolling on their marketing, <laughs> right? But there's a sponsored <laughs> link on bro. my page, and it's in 
front of me and it's these kids wearing black belts doing ground and pound on some bags yeah. and it's not a taekwondo drill this is a for taekwondo school and i was just kind of like commenting on it like oh it makes me sad that these kids are black belts and then the dude the owner was like oh why does it make you sad because these kids work hard to get their black belts or something like that yeah and it's like well no it just makes me sad that they're misrepresenting what a black belt should be it's like they you said to yourself they worked hard for two years how hard can you really work in two years you know what i mean yeah yeah you so, know yeah i mean there's there's i i just feel like there's different there's different because you know i feel like a lot of those arts that will give you a black belt in two or three years they'll have like yeah, you'll be a black belt, but like even like among like the practitioners or the they'll be like, well, the third degree black belt is really when you're like a real motherfucker, you know? What I mean, mm -hmm. and so they they just kind of like grade it differently. So you know, I don't want to be like like too critical. Um, and then they have even other belts too, like above it, right? The red belt's even bigger. Yeah, than the black belt. yeah, I, yeah. I think they should do away with the red belt in jujitsu. Like you know, the whole belting thing is like. I don't know. The only reason he bums me out is because they see little Timmy and they think that he works as hard as I did. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. He's posing for mm -hmm. his Taekwondo belt or his karate belt or whatever it is. And all due respect to all the martial arts. Mm -hmm. But it took me 10 fucking years to get this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're not the same. We're, we're different creatures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, you know, I I think that it, it takes so much longer to learn jujitsu because your spinal cord is in, is in different orientations. Yeah. So it's like if you're, if you're boxing, for example, although, or if you're, yeah, let's just use boxing. Your spinal cord is always upright. You always got your legs underneath you. Like your your orientation and space is always the same. Mm. So like once you kind of, you know, get like try boxing upside down, it's only way harder. You know what I mean? So mm. I think that like having like all these different positions where like your spinal cord is like you're inverted, you're you're standing, you're sitting down, you mm. know, you're in full guard. Like that just takes can, like just you know the neurology of it, like developing those pathways, like in all those right. different in all those different directions is just long, you know. Yeah. But I mean. If someone isn't going to grab a hold of you, if someone isn't going to grab a hold of you, and it was just a pure striking contest, mm -hmm. like striking is easier to learn. There's no nothing wrong with that. Like you probably can learn striking more quickly. I mean, striking is deadly. I mean, just, you know, the UFC is associated striking is deadly. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you you probably can learn it quicker because it's you know not as in like there's just not as many exchanges, right? I mean, if you look mm -hmm. at like boxing, it's like jab, cross, hook, uppercut, overhand. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, I mean, there's, I'm oversimplifying. It's all footwork and stuff. All combinations out yeah, of those things. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, where it's like, okay, like, so it makes sense to me that, like, you would, you would, you could say in a striking art that someone will have mastery, you know, mm -hmm. you know, black belt level mastery over something, you know, and I think that's, and that's all it means, it, you know, and I, I think part of it too is just like the, the general public doesn't really understand, you know, doesn't really understand the, the difference. But yeah, I get a little bit bummed out by it too, but I try to kind of hold my head up high. And yeah, <laughs> my thing is like, to each their own yeah. on, uh, when it comes over there. Uh, I'm not a karate anything. I'm not a taekwondo. I'm not anything like that. But when someone, you know that whole thing, stay in your lane type of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I don't like it when uh, people start trying to show ground stuff and they don't know anything about ground stuff. Then it just looks stupid. I have mm, to see, mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll see a, a person trying to show punching from bottom like when you're in back underneath yeah, yeah like someone mounted on you and they have a high and showing i'm just like brain slowly dying right here i'm like look away look away just be quiet carl walk in the corner but um the same thing is like as jiu-jitsu guy i'm not going to try to teach striking ever at yeah. any point in time um and frankly put take a person down and then i don't have to really deal with striking all that much it's pretty much yeah. donkey kong yeah. on their face <laughs> works pretty well um but 
it's it's completely different when you deal about uh, deal with the amount of effort put in jujitsu. It's it, it's uh, one of the guys said uh, jujitsu is like uh, trying to solve a Rubik's cube that's trying to strangle you. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely different than hitting a board, hitting air, doing uh, jumping stuff. Although I've seen some really crazy, complicated jumping stuff where that I'm like, that's going to blow my knee out, beautiful. dude. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the folks yeah. asked me like, hey, what can you know, what, what can you do to kind of keep doing jujitsu for a while? And I think mm-hmm. one thing that I'm that I've had success with um, is kind of like what you're talking about, like with the Rubik's Cube where, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I am uh, not particularly talented at jujitsu, but over time I've kind of like surpassed many of my training partners that i used to struggle with mm-hmm. you know so like my buddy gabe and i used to have like spirited roles and it is no longer a competition between he and i hmm. you know um when i got bigger but also i and i spent more time on it but also like i when i found myself struggling with him i really went home and just thought about him i thought about his game and i just kind of like in here it's like okay he likes this he likes that how do i take this away how do i take that away right. and um i think that's part of the fun too it's, it's like a you thinking can, man's game yeah mm-hmm. you can kind of like you know um my, my wife was telling me um about her dad he's like you know he likes these like shooting games because like and then i said put him on hard mode and kind of figure him out like a puzzle it's like okay i can't <laughs> you know like I'm, I'm gonna get killed if i go down that hallway maybe i can go this way and like they really like mm-hmm. he likes to kind of just like the, like really challenge himself and kind of think about it and go back and then think about it and go back. And I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of the fun of jujitsu for me. It's like when I'm having, you know, some motherfuckers I still can't figure out to the, you know, so I still can't, but a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, you can figure out cause like, you know, let's face it. The lay person's game is not that diverse, you know? Yeah. And if it's someone that you're going to see, you know, week after week or month after mat, month at like an open mat or they're like regional competitors and you're going to see them over and over again, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can go back and think about this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're not constantly training more, doing more or whatever, right? Yeah. Evolving, evolving mm-hmm. their techniques. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's one of the best things. Go home and pick people apart. Be like in your bed. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> or steal moves from them too, dude. Yeah, both. Yeah. All of it, They're man. just wrecking you with a particular move. I've stole a lot of moves from people where I'm just like, dude, I can't even stop this. I can slightly slow it down, but I'm still getting executed with arm bars and stuff this way. So at a certain point, I like give them a little resistance to slow them down where I can memorize how they're stepping here, their weight distribution stuff, man. Like yeah. that's one of them, the cool things. You can just steal people's moves. It's almost like reverse Highlander. When they yeah. kill you, you learn their moves. Yeah. It's like, wow, how cool is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Old school reference. They got to bring that show back. Mm-hmm. That was a good, good cartoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did I see the cartoons and the movie? No, no, I only saw the. I only saw the. I only saw the movie. I saw the TV series for. Okay, I think that was a. T- was it a TV or? I it was know a they TV had series. Yeah, and a, and a movie. I okay, believe. the quickening when you like decapitate them. Yeah, and, and all that like, stuff. Get the lightning. Yeah, lightning all their power, right? Yeah. that was badass. Mm-hmm. We need that in jujitsu somehow. We need to scientifically figure out how to charge people up so when you like choke them out, you just absorb them. It's so funny because like so much of like prize fighting is literally that it's like when you like decapitate somebody you like take their hype like, <laughs> all the hype comes to me now oh, your fans <laughs> you guys are familiar with afro samurai mm. yeah, yeah, yeah number yeah. one headband that's the same thing too right the only one that can challenge number one is number two so it's like fuck the number two headband really never gets a rest because <laughs> number one headband can go hide out or something that's yeah. so funny but yep steal that hype mm-hmm. so um what's next for you guys any competitions coming up or, uh, you know, you're going to continue. You guys both going to continue. I teaching. applied for a fight to win 100 in Honolulu. I oh, think that's so. where it's at. So if Seth Daniels you, you guys out. can make that mm-hmm. happen, that would be so cool. But if not, it's okay too. Cause I'm sure I'll have, I'll be busy with general microbiology with Johnny's mom. Actually. Oh really? She's a professor at city college. Oh, yes. Spicy. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, no, she's a awesome, biology dude. professor. So I'm going to either compete a lot or just keep doing the school thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Seth, fly him to Honolulu. <laughs> Do Let's it. get him out there. <laughs> uh, on my end, uh, not really any competitions in the direct future. In the near future, though, definitely planning on one. Just trying to heal up, get a little bit more rest. I've been yeah. putting myself ragged lately. So I've been trying to taper my training a little bit. Uh, just trying to heal, man. Like, got to set that time aside, too. Yeah. A couple micro goals I had have since uh, I got my black belt is uh, where I can work on, especially stand up for obvious jujitsu related reasons. Yeah. So, but a few other things. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you never What's next up. for you? Jujitsu um, and the school and then the podcast. Where let's see. Um, well, I'll give you guys a I'll give you guys a, a heads up here. So we I am launching my uh, consulting company. Actually, I actually have my first client, uh, Storytellers. We help you tell your story. Hmm. And so I've always had this theory that there's been um, what I'll just call private communities of interest. Mm -hmm. And so a private community of interest is like a community that's brought together by a by an interest in something, by a commonality, and they're all kind of like you know. Th this is sort of some of the lessons that I learned in politics. Is like you're all you know, brought together like a constituency, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, um, y y you know, um, I, I made the pitch and I, and I got a contract. It is Haley's father's company, but actually I, you know, I put, I worked hard. I put a good pitch together and you know, they're my first client. And what we're doing for them is just, just a little bit of a backstory. They, um, it's a home infusion pharmacy. So, mm -hmm. um, if you can't take your own nutrition, uh, for you lost your gut in a car accident, uh, ALS, Crohn's disease, whatever you take it through a port in your heart. It's called parenteral nutrition or enteral nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, an extremely difficult condition to live with and a very difficult condition to manage because you have a port in your heart. So if that thing gets infected, you could easily die. Yeah. Um, a bubble gets in your line, you could easily die. Um, th there's there's a recurring theme here, right? It, yeah. It's just it's difficult to manage. It's very you know it'd be very debilitating. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this community of of people that are fucking wonderful people. They're incredible folks. They're they're making the most of it, you know, like mm -hmm. they're choosing to be happy, to, you know, despite what they're dealing with, you know, mm -hmm. and um, they're kind of brought together by the, by this thing. And so like one of the things that the, that NutriShare does is they, um, they do a conference call every month where they just have their expert clinicians, like, you know, people with like PhD in pharmacy, mm -hmm. you know, and be like, all right, what questions do you have? Do you have questions about keeping your line sterile? Do you have questions about, you know, what's going on with my pump? Do you have just any questions that you have? Our, our experts are here for you, you know, because this That's is cool. difficult to manage. And so I said to him, I was like, hey, you know what? Why don't we like, you know, this is an incredible service you're offering, but, you know, maybe not everyone can make the call. And this is like really useful information. Why don't we record it and turn it into a podcast? Oh, that'd be really smart. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the people that can't, the people that can't make it or don't want to like ask a question in a public, in a public setting, mm -hmm. they can just tune in, you know, we'll edit out all the sneezes and the bumps and we'll, you know, it's not like a raw product like Life in Jiu-Jitsu. It's more of like a, um, a little bit more polished, a little bit like a little, a little they got bit. a whole production to it and stuff. Yeah, you know, an intro and outro, you know, um, and like we edit out people's names and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's more of a, you know, but it's like, okay, here's this community brought together by the, by this thing. It's like we can use this audio tool to kind of bring them together. And so like maybe more people can find, you know, useful tips for helping to manage their condition. You know, I'm, I'm, ex mm -hmm. I'm extremely proud that, uh, you know, we haven't launched yet, but, you know, hopefully if this sort of thing, accomplishes its intended goal. It can help people better manage their condition. It can help NutriShare, you know, better state the value that it's giving to, to, uh, to the, to uh, its consumers and sort of, you know, do some good, you know? Yeah. Um, so 
I'm in the process of sort of servicing that client at the same time, you know, doing it really well. So I want to have like a portfolio of like work accomplished and say like, Hey, you know, I think there's other areas in politics where we might have similarly suited, you know, small communities of interest and you guys, how do you keep in touch with people? You know, like if you run an interest group, you, you haven't, you have all your members, how do you keep in touch with them? Well, I send them emails. Yeah. How many people have time to read your emails? Yeah. You know, okay. Well, what if they were to subscribe to, you know, you don't even have to call it a podcast because maybe it's not for public consumption. But what if you, what if they were to like say, okay, I'm with this with this group, and I want to know what's what's going on, but I just don't have time to keep up, right? Yeah. What if you were to like beam that to their iPhone? They can listen to they can listen to it in the, in their car. That's really smart, dude. You know, yeah. So, um, you know, and so like, uh, I'm really interested. I'm really interested in that. Um, I think for 2019, that'll be like a, a, a that consulting practice will be something that I want to. That, that I really, really want to develop the podcast. I'm just having a ton of fun doing, um, it lets me get in front of people that I wouldn't otherwise be able to get in front of. And it's also like, you know, when do people kind of get together and just talk, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen as much anymore. Um, the school, we just added Wednesday classes, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, six 30 to 8 PM and Saturday mornings, 11 to 1230. Nice. Um, it's only, tw- it's only 75 bucks a month for the first 25 members. We're getting close. So if you're thinking about jujitsu, it's only seventy five bucks a month for the first couple for the first twenty five guys or gals, and then the prices go up. And know? where is that? Is it East Sac? East Sac BJJ. It's fifty seven twenty eight A in the back of the shopping center, Cordy Brothers. Oh, you know, uh, across the street, you know, right behind the Cordy Brothers parking lot. What else is uh, the establishments? Uh, Chipotle, Wells Fargo, Save Mart. It's out there. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah the Camellia Shopping Center. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever want, if you ever want to come in, man, cool. be done my white belts. I mean, now that I'm almost done with well, at least school for the semester, I, it would be cool. I yeah, totally yeah, do come it. on in. You know, yeah, that's the only thing that hangs over my head. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted to. I, you know, let me walk this back. Actually, I wanted to do like a six a.m. class, mm-hmm. and I still may do that in the very near future. But I need to have some of my students tell me like, yeah, I'll make it. Cause I don't want to like have that slot open and then people pop in potentially to join. And there's only one person on the mat. Yeah. It's not a vibrant, it's not like a vibrant product. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, we just added the Wednesday classes and I thought Wednesday classes would be a hit, but I'm having a little bit of trouble just getting everybody in, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people mentally were like, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my day. It's like, no, like as much as possible. Like, yeah. day. <laughs> every day, every day, 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 day yeah. you know, um, I'm interested in developing, you know, um, I kind of want to take each one of my students aside and be like, all right, motherfuckers, you know, in the most respectful motherfuckers. Um, like, I kind of want to take each student aside and be like, all right, what goals do we have for the development of our jujitsu in 2019? Yeah. You know, um, there's some folks that just need to lose weight. There's some folks that just want to, just want to improve generally. There's some folks that are really interested in the arts. I kind of like, all right, like, let's make a commitment to us. You know, you know, you have to tell me, but it's like, what are we, what are we going to do here? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's actually the, the, this is a good exercise. Thanks for asking. Um, what else do I want to do? Um, I'd like to start writing a little bit more, and I think that's something that could help me grow the other podcast, the Sacramento-based podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents are journalists, and I always kind of like thought, like, you know, I see some of the things going on, and you know, instead of like having to bore everybody on the podcast with it, I could just write like a guest editorial column or a guest opinion column, and maybe send it to the Sacramento Bee or whatever. Yeah. So I'd like to like launch like jabronmasiel.com and it could just be like a blog for my writings. And if something is good enough to get picked up by Cal Matters or good enough to get picked up by Sacramento B, mm-hmm. um, then they can pick it up and be like, Oh, and you know, he's the host of the Sacramento talks podcast. So if you want, you know, if you like it, you can tune in, you know, but it's really easy to say, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like, you know, it's time consuming, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to read, I was supposed to read books this in 2018. That was like my big, Oh, 
I didn't, you know, I didn't read any books. No books. Uh, I read one book. I read one jiu book. book? No, <laughs> not even, man. It's kind of like not even. sort of kind of doing. Yeah, man. Like, so it's really easy to, and I think that's one thing that I need to do is like, I have all these interests I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. But I think if um, if I look at really successful people, they usually just pursue one thing, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like pursuing a bunch of different things, you know. So yeah. uh, maybe maybe you know I got to think about like what do I really want to focus on. But at the same time, I'm having a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. everything seems to be working out, you know. So yeah. maybe like little micro goals for it, like yeah. little footsteps. Yeah, know? better time management for sure. Yeah. You know, I gotta lean down, guys. I'm too fucking heavy. Oh, I'm 210 pounds. Look at my friend. Look, at, Pedro, put your hands up. Put your hand up. Give me the same. Look at that. How much do you weigh? 170? 170. 160 okay, I'm 40 right pounds now. heavier than you. How's my hand so much smaller than you? You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, my frame, I'm bloated. I'm not meant to be this big. I'm not <laughs> I have meant to. freakishly long fingers, though, too. Yeah. But the Atlantic. Damn. Pretty, pretty close. Uh, yeah. Skeleton hands. Sorry, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> Try playing that game with Mikey Hothi. Oh, like, man. Fuck, yeah. Guy Try passing his guard. That freaking sucks, dude. Like, oh, I'm Where's almost past, right and then I feel a toe push my hip, and then I go launched out, and then, like, my grips are fried from trying to pass. I'm like, oh, knee cut? Probably not the smartest. It might, you know, you know but <laughs> I think this was, like, a, this was a real strain on our friendship. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we rolled we rolled uh, one time, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was using a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mikey sent me this message. He's like, dude, I'm kind of frustrated about. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset, dude. You like, my neck really hurts, man. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of like, I, I didn't say this, but I wanted to be like, can you blame me? Like, what else am I gonna do, man? <laughs> like, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? Your guard is so good. Like, I'm like, can you really blame me? <laughs> like, you try passing your guard and see if you would. You try passing your guard and see if you wouldn't resort to some goon tactics. I'm sorry, but I second that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, can you blame me? Like, you need a lift to get around his legs. Like, oh my god, yeah. That's, that's it, if, and his flexibility is ridiculous too. Yeah. No, he's world class. He's world, oh, yeah, if yeah, my a, late knee mm-hmm. is trapped in his half guard, he'll for sure sweep me over. He has mm-hmm. that one, I think. That sit up, so like that underhook and or what? Giggler. Yeah, I think he sits up in half guard and rolls you over your back. Right? Yeah. And he yeah. does that every time. But it's like if I can get my butt on my heel and stay on my foot, and then maybe get his lapel. That's the game plan, just to smash yeah. as tight yeah, as I, I can. Like, and I, I remember just, last time his ear blew up. I think I did, and I felt like such a dickhead. <laughs> like, man, I'm sorry, but just like you said, it's like, dude. There's no, there's no good other option. Way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's no like he's options, like a yeah. plain piece of paper, right? All I can do is try to pin this over here as heavy as I can, but it's like all of those little corners are folding in. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm sorry, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. We love like, you, dude. We love Mikey, you. Yeah. Bars, me, man. That's one of my favorite painful. favorite training partners because yeah. it's like yeah. if you learn you're having a bad time. day, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you make it worse, not even if you did <laughs> a bad day, exactly. <laughs> Man, you can't make any wrong steps. Oh, you're having a bad day? Come here. Yeah. <laughs> can't make any yeah. wrong calculations. Yeah, no, no. That, that was good to have partners like that. was that. a strain on the friendship. So, you know, he'd even told me, like, his neck was already here. And he was, like, we rolled when he was cutting weight. Oh, and I was like, fuck, fuck it. Like, I was, fuck it. You know, I got to do what I can here, you know. Mm-hmm. But I should have just been honest. I was like, dude, can you fucking blame me? Like, uh, what, what other options do I have here, dude? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, you, you, get the, you get these guys that are just so advanced nowadays, you know. Like. I don't get why he's not a black belt, frankly. But well, I think probably because he signed up for another fight to win thing too, right? Do you think maybe yeah. his instructor would be like, I don't know, because I agree, mm-hmm. he's a black belt. When you guys have, when you guys doing belt, a fucking dog. black belt, dude. Like he's really freaking good, dude. Yeah. Uh, his knee bars, he just walks you down. It's not even like oh, length or anything. No, he's systematically walking you down, and yeah. then 
all his other submissions, he also walks you down. The one man. thing I'd say about Mikey is I don't know that he needs to compete at 170 pounds. Because, he, man, he gets so low. Like, I mean, at 185, he would be okay. Fuck, look how big yeah, he is. I think so, too. Yeah. Fuck, 170. But that's also because I don't want to fight him at tournaments, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're okay, Mikey. 155. I'll go okay, go up. No, but, like, I mean, you, you know, if you, look at, you, if you look at guys at 185, they're about, you know, I mean, yeah, he could be thicker. Like, he's not like, you know what I mean? But he's so long, it doesn't matter. He uses his leverage so well, like, mm-hmm. you know, um. Yeah, I don't, like I, don't, I just don't think that he needs to be down so low. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he seems to like it. So it seems like his body handles it pretty well. It doesn't look like it impacts his. Yeah, no, I never see him get gaunt or anything. Rip, man, yeah, which is lean, right? So, wow. I try to go into him like this, so he can't hold. <laughs> he can't like grab this key fabric. Seriously, <laughs> I think Andre taught that. Nice little uh, cheat tricks, yeah, right? You only learn by doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, all right, guys, we're at, uh, we're a little over an hour. Shit, an hour twenty two minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Where can folks find you online? Oh, sometimes on Facebook. I'm a little slack returning messages, so please bear with. Yeah. Um, but mainly on Instagram. I mainly roam on Instagram. I don't really like post all that much. But, yeah. Uh, usually, I post a little bit more on uh, Facebook at uh, Carl Gonsling. Just type in my name. Cool. And you'll cool. Find cool. It. You Pedro. And then my name is P Silva seventy KG on Instagram, and I'm kind of active on there probably more than i should be yeah yeah you know get away from that we um the podcast is mostly local guys now but we're um you know they they say you should never open the kimono but i'm gonna go ahead and do it uh the the episodes right now seem to be doing anywhere between 450 and 500 people download them across the world like Mm -hmm. on audio so while we're mostly talking to to local guys i think some of the lessons and the discussions are kind of like widely applicable to jiu-jitsu generally so hopefully mm-hmm. if you know if, if folks from you know like folks in turkey i see turkey's like downloading a bunch of episodes and folks in like istanbul and you know in europe want to connect with these two guys some of my favorite guys in jiu-jitsu in sacramento and if you guys Thanks are ever us. in sacramento come check us out at half gracie's and you can come to east mm-hmm. sac bjj doors yeah, are open there man. Go. there you go come train half again i'll say half gracie's man, it's the best open mat in sacramento because a lot agree. of the other open mats are just people from that school and so you mm-hmm. kind of got to walk in there like you don't really want to smash anybody you know but like <laughs> you know manny creates such a positive and inclusive environment it's like no everyone's welcome mm-hmm. you know so you don't feel like if you're gonna beat someone up it's like all the other teammates saw you it's like everyone's beating everybody up yeah, it's it's a like, no man, egos man, you know yeah. no egos and, and manny you know will get in there and like you know a lot of times like you know like don't like challenge a black belt at his own school or don't like, you know, have a hard time. He's like, fuck it, get in here. You want to, you want to roll? Let's go. You know, yeah. like, he gets in there and <laughs> yeah. mixes it up too, yeah. man. He's not afraid. He's got confidence. He's got, you know, it's, it's a great, it's recommended to anybody, recommended to anybody. Yeah. Um, I think the best part though is no puzzle mat. So you don't have to worry about little toes getting stuck in corners yeah, and that man, stuff broken. Have, so yeah, the uniform mat, that was like, it's so nice for me, man. It's so, so nice. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you guys keep it real with the reggae too. Yeah, that's all Manny though. Yeah. <laughs> I have a horrible music selection. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, uh, it sounds like Carl's music on." Let's what is this? Aqua Barbie off. Girl. Yeah, I like Pretty that bad. song too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, fuck. Uh, all right, guys, it's been another episode of Life in Judith. Thanks for coming on. For folks mm-hmm. listening, um, please hit the subscribe button on uh, YouTube. Um, that is how we're going to be keeping in touch in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks again, guys. Later. Very cool.